One cannot have any sort of media that covers the strange, the odd, the curious, without eventually covering, yes, the strangeness of poop. Number two, gas, farts. <laughs> it is obviously a natural phenomenon. However, no matter how natural it may be, we cannot seem to come to terms with it without an adolescent giggle <laughs> or a sneer of disgust. Hmm. And there clearly are biological reasons for this. Humans are uncomfortable with what comes out because it is rife with the building blocks of disease. And there have been plenty of times throughout history that the lack of proper sanitation have held serious consequences. However, that's not what I'm covering today. No. Today, I have for you three tales of gas, poop, and the like coming from our animal brethren that may actually make you feel a little more grateful for how easy we humans have it. Welcome, I'm Rocket Fox. Join your number one fantastically strange podcast as we hesitantly embrace the number two. Penguins. King penguins to be exact. The grim and proper maitre d's of the bird kingdom. As beaks aloft they waddle their way across the expanse of rock, ice, and snow. These birds are the second largest species of penguins behind the emperor penguin, which, to my understanding of social hierarchies, makes an amount of sense. They stand at 27.5 to 39 inches, or 70 to 100 centimeters tall, and weigh 22 to 35 pounds, or 10 to 16 kilograms. Feeding on small fish and crustaceans, as well as squid, they are the iconic penguin, and with an estimated 2.2 million breeding pairs worldwide, it seems they're here to stay. Of course, as with any large population of creature, there are impacts on the environment, especially when colonies can number 200,000, such as on the South Georgian island. The delicate balance between predator and prey on both sides of the equation, the sheer amount of space that the colony may take up, the poop. It was on this very island that Danish researchers began to notice some strange effects after spending a lot of time among the subjects of their studies. Head of the study, University of Copenhagen's Department of Geosciences and Natural Resource Management, Bo Elberling, noticed that after spending several hours carefully poking through the bird's guano, aka poop, their scientists began to go a little, quote, cuckoo, feeling ill and getting pretty bad headaches. They took samples and discovered the guano was practically a production factory of nitrous oxide, a fancy word that some may recognize as being the scientific term 
for laughing gas. And not just a little, but a significant amount. The way it works is that the penguins release their fish, squid, and krill-rich droppings onto the ground, in which the resident soil bacteria converts the nitrogen into nitrous oxide that then releases into the air. Multiply that by a colony of 200,000, and you have a cloud of laughing gas that would make the Joker proud. Now, one of the major concerns about such a high amount of the nitrous oxide, especially as colony sizes increase, is that this particular gas is 300 times more polluting to the environment than carbon dioxide. Now, it is still a far cry in overall totals when adding the amount of carbon dioxide that we as humans produce versus penguin colonies. However, once they manage to surpass us in giant poop-fueled robot technology, well, who knows? one thing to have the sort of poop that can impact the environment and those that follow you around, keeping close tabs on you, studying your every move, never letting you sleep without watching you very, very closely. Uh, it's another to have the sort of poop that can threaten your very life. Some of us may feel we can identify with this already, but please, believe me when I say there is so much more to this next tale that will make you grateful for your own digestive system. There are certain things I've never considered when thinking about the humble sloth. They lead a life of blissful chill, moving at such a mindful and meditationary pace that their fur will often grow green algae. Their days are spent in a delicate balance between leaf munching, slow grabbing, and Necessary resting between the leaf munching and slow grabbing. It can take a lot out of you. However, that consistently relaxed state doesn't come without some hefty consequences. For a little important information, an animal's metabolic rate is the number of calories, or energy, that is spent to keep the animal's body functioning while at rest, such as keeping its heart beating, lungs breathing, converting food into energy, etc. While it's no surprise that a sloth, being the slow mover that it is, has a slow metabolic rate, it was discovered in Costa Rica that there is a species of three-toed sloth that has the lowest of any mammal recorded. In fact, these particular sloths' metabolic rate was 31% lower than their two-toed cousins, and they also were found to have the ability to change their body temperature fairly dramatically in a way that hasn't been seen, particularly among non-hibernating mammals before. All of this to say, with low metabolism comes high poop cost. Their digestive system works extra slowly, 
some meals taking up to a month to digest. Don't worry, though. Sloths poop more regularly, in that they venture down from the safety of their canopy once a week for the endeavor. Yes, you heard right. Only once a week to do their business. Now, imagining a fiber-only diet and a bathroom visit limited by your body to once a week, uh, well, let me stop you there, because that's only where the difficulty begins. As we all know, sloths are not prone to quickness, so being on the ground amid a vulnerable, constipated state puts them in the bullseye for predators, even though the process itself is just strange and horrifying enough to, perhaps, stave away even the hungriest of foes. Once on the ground, the sloth will commence with what has been called a poo dance, to dig a small hole so they have a spot to go, over which is the only time they ever, like a mind-bogglingly strange and hairy little person, stand upright to do the deed. It is then that they lighten their digestive load, which, unlike for many animals, ourselves included, for a sloth can be up to one-third its body weight. To put that into perspective, that would be like an average height man of 180 pounds releasing a 60-pound poop. I could translate that into metric, but I'm just not going to. <gasps> to be fair, those who know sloths the best have described the sloth's experience as, and I quote, pure bliss. Sarah Kennedy, co-founder of the Sloth Conservation Foundation, has said that when this weekly phenomenon happens, they, quote, tip their heads back and smile. And I suppose, who wouldn't? After this scene has unfolded, the sloth commences with another, I'll go ahead and call this one a post-poo dance, to cover the spectacle and begins its slow ascent back into the tree. There are some theories about why sloths do their do in this fashion, some of which revolve around a particular breed of moth that lives in the sloth's hair and lays eggs in its feces, which yet stands unproven, interesting though it may be. Another theory circles around the female's reproductive cycle, as, when the lady is in heat, she will come down from the tree every day, as opposed to once a week. As it stands, there still are no solid answers, but it is a fascinating phenomenon that certainly makes me rethink the life of leisure that sloths supposedly lead. tale I have for you today deals with another strange case of constipation, only this time the curiosity being the manifestation of this seemingly miraculous poop itself. Confused? So must have been the first people to stumble across the seemingly miniature architectural marvel, 
Only, this was no tiny pyramid built from compact dirt and grass. It was a pile of wombat poop. Now, there will be those among my fellow oddity lovers who may have heard this fun fact before, but here it bears repeating. Wombats, indeed, have cube-shaped poop. And not just cube-shaped. In the show notes, I have linked a photo, if curiosity gets the better of you. And truly, it is fascinating, because they are indeed like perfectly rectangular building blocks, as if made by small Aussie Fay Masons. It being such an intriguing fact, I was curious to find out, and share, how and why this occurs. And it seems I'm not the only one. There have been a few theories not rolling around, such as the stocky marsupial having a square anus. Uh, This one being a little strange to me, but okay. It turned out that this was, and remains, not the case. Their butts are just as round as, well, most everyone else in this world. Another theory was that wombats would make cubes so they could stack their fecal piles to mark their territory. Again, strange when plenty of other animals use scat as territory markers and just poop where they happen to poop. An activity that, it turns out, the wombat also subscribes to. Mike Swinborn, who is a wombat expert at the University of Adelaide in Australia, posited that the angular nature of the poop related a great deal to the arid environment that the wombats live in. When out and about in the wild, their bodies have to pull and utilize every last drop from their waist, which causes their poop to be more angular and rigid, an idea that is backed by the fact that wombats that live in zoos and have more access to water do tend to have poops that are less cubic. It was really Patricia Yang, a researcher from the Georgia Institute of Technology, who just so happened to specialize in bodily fluids, who made real movement on the topic. After having heard about wombats and their curious pellets, she began to really look into why this might be the case. Yang wanted to look at the source, so to speak, to really get into what might be causing the shape. However, It turned out that getting a hold of wombat insides were a much bigger ask than it may initially have seemed. No North American zoos had any, and after a good several months, she was finally able to get two intestines of unfortunate roadkill wombats shipped directly from Australia. When the intestines arrived, she wasn't sure whether there would be a square at one end, like an unfortunate cookie piping bag, or if the cubes happened closer to the stomach. It turned out it was the shape of the intestine itself where the geometric magic happened. Comparing the wombat intestine to that of a pig's, both were inflated to see what differences might exist. While the pig's intestine was smooth when inflated, like a tube, the wombat had two distinct grooves in the makeup of theirs, grooves which lended to the shape that ultimately would form these cubes. 
It was the first time a true and tangible answer had been found to the intriguing mystery of the wombat's cubic poop, and one that made sense. Of course, for me, the more intriguing question becomes, why did this become an evolutionary path? What benefit does it hold? And why of all creatures to exist, only wombats? Of course, that is a question that will likely just have to pass when the time is right. Thank you so much for joining me through the Fantastically Strange. I hope that you've enjoyed our journey. Come visit for a spell at fantasticallystrange.com and on Instagram at fantasticallystrange and Twitter at fantasticoddpod. If you've enjoyed the show so far, please let me know. Uh, maybe even a follow, share, or review. I write, research, edit, and do all of the things myself, and I am so honored to be able to bring you stories about topics I'm passionate about, and your ear means the world to me. If you do want to support the show, I wouldn't say no to you visiting patreon.com slash rocketfox, where you can get early access to the weekly episodes, bonus content, including outtakes and more, as well as goodies from my other work. If you do have any topics you'd like to see, any questions, comments, or, just to say hi, email me at fantasticallystrange at rocketfox.com. All sources are linked and credited in the show info. The amazing logo illustration is by Constance Hermit. Check them out on Instagram. You will not regret it. And the killer intro song, Hey Dorothy, is by Cruise Machine. Check them out on Facebook. Thank you so much, and I cannot wait to see you next time. Surround.